What's going on, ladies and gents? Robert Sykes, KetoSavage.com. And today I have a special guest, Adam Clark. He reached out to me on Instagram. He's one of seven brothers, five of which have started keto. I want to kind of just flesh out that whole story. I'm intrigued by it. How are you, Adam? I'm doing great, man. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful, wonderful. So give, a, give the audience a little background, a little bio kind of on you, what brought you in here, what, what made you all want to do keto, how the whole family's doing it, just kind of flesh that whole story out, man. Yeah, man. So like you mentioned, I'm, I'm one of seven brothers and uh, growing up, um, I, I grew up in a, in a very stable household. Uh, my dad always, you know, had two or three jobs he was working. Um, we, he was the main breadwinner in the family. My mom stayed home and took care of us. and. Um, as you can imagine, she was a really good cook and, uh, she, she would, uh, make her homemade meals and everything. And, um, just growing up, uh, we we're all, you know, very active. We played different sports, football, um, got into hockey a little bit later on in life. Once, uh, we moved from Canada when I was in an early age, we moved down to, um, Lynchburg, Virginia. So, um, kind of going through the background, we, um, we're from Canada and, um, my dad, uh, played semi for semi-pro football when he was in college and um as uh he continued um his work career after that he was a police officer and um through that time he actually joined in his, in his 30s he's um 50 i believe he uh joined a transformation contest for body for life um with bill phillips you remember, remember him mm -hmm. so he uh joined that transformation contest and we kind of had a back um a background view of what actually goes into doing a transformation. He started working out, doing the, the sm six small meals a day, bodybuilding st style diet. And I just remember as a kid, you know, being really intrigued by seeing my dad do that. And it was super interesting. And all of us brothers um, kind of took interest in, in fitness after that time forward. And most of all, my oldest brother, Brandon, um, He's, uh, he really took an interest in it. He was almost a teenager at the time. And, um, so he started after he saw my dad, uh, have a good transformation. He started doing his own research and started working out. And as a domino effect fell when I was you know, 13, 14 years old, that's when it was time to start working out or I was going to be the outcast. So being third oldest, uh, they put together a workout program for me and, uh, nutrition plan and they kind of held my hand with through the process of learning all that and um you know i it just i kept uh passing down to my younger brothers and um i want to fast forward a little bit but uh in january 2016 i was a police officer with our city at the time and i gained a significant amount of weight i'd been married um for three or four months at, uh, at that point and I, uh, I joined a transformation contest just like my dad and um, it was through bodybuilding.com and I remember stepping on that scale and it was, I was 240 pounds. So that right there, I was like, holy cow, I can't believe I'm, I'm that heavy and um, just due to the shift schedule and everything it got away on me. And during that time, I was still working out. It was just, you know, it was just the nutrition that was really, um, really the killer, which, um, which is for a lot of people what happens. So through that transformation, had lackluster results, did, you know, your typical bodybuilding style diet again. And I just thought that was going to be my life, yo-yo dieting back and forth. And um, 
then fast forward another uh, year and a half, two years in um, 2017, the January 2017, my oldest brother, Brandon, again, you know, it came with came to me with advice. He said, man, I'm not lying. I, uh, I just found this diet called keto. He said, I've been doing it for a couple months now. And I'm telling you, I feel incredible. I feel the most amazing I've ever felt. I, uh, and you're able to eat such good foods and um, have endless energy and all the benefits of ketosis that you know of. And um, I was intrigued, but you know, I was, I, I was a little skeptical for sure, but he had never steered me wrong. And I was, I look up to him so much. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to go all in. So when I go in on a diet uh, or a workout program, I'm all in, I don't second guess myself. And um, you know, two months later saw the most incredible results I've ever seen in my entire life. And um, you know, always growing up, I was overweight, struggled with weight, um, always yo-yo dieted. And um, through this process, it had given me the results that I'd never seen before. So uh, from that point on, I knew it was a lifestyle for me. And um, I know I'm bringing my best self to the table with my family and with my employer. And I can't, can't say enough about how that's changed my life for the better. Freaking love it, man. I really want to flesh this out because there's there's like a lot of different questions I've got. So when you when you started, like when your dad did that transformation contest and originally, how old were you then? I was, um, I want to say six or seven years old. I was super young, you know, um, if not, you know, grade school, uh, kindergarten, first grade. And, you know, we're spaced out three years apart. But Brandon that started doing the, the he, was, he was the one that kind of, you know, started this whole transition to better health after your father? Yeah, exactly. So he saw the things my dad was reading. My dad had um, different fitness magazines and stuff he was reading. And um, my dad's super fit guy. And um, like I said, football players. So my brother took interest and kind of um, got super involved in trying to figure out what he could do because he struggled with weight as well. Um, he kind of went through the same thing I did. We have the very, a very same body style where we're very carb sensitive and we um, we really wanted to change our physique because in school, you know, it's is ruthless. You get made fun of, you get um, picked on and you just want to, you just want to, you see all these other kids who eat pretty much the same as you sandwiches and on, you know, carbs and you see all that stuff and they're not, they're not fat. They're not going through that. And you want to, so the only thing we could think of is, you know, working out to change our physique and, and that did help. What does your dad think about, keto now is like he's uh following along with y'all on that yeah man um he actually he saw great success with atkins uh back when that was super popular and um he lost a bunch of weight with that and uh oh yeah man he is he is totally on board with uh that fat healthy fat is what we're supposed to be running on and carbs and processed foods and sugars are what um, is killing us and giving us all these health problems uh, that we're seeing today with different people. So he actually did um, a lot of research on the the keto diet um, before Brandon did, but um, he had already seen, you know, like I said, results through Atkins. So it's kind of similar in that aspect of taking out the carbs and uh, focusing on good fats and protein. So yeah, man, he's he's loving it. He's lost uh, thirty to forty pounds through doing that as well, um, and seeing great successes. And where where did Brandon originally stumble on keto? You said your dad had found it either beforehand, but was Brandon just doing his own research standalone, or how did that transition well, for him go? Yeah, my dad. Um, 
he had he's big in reading and read um, different books on um, healthy fats and articles and stuff like that. So he originally told Brandon about it, and Brandon was intrigued and um, then started his own research. And um, but I want to mention about Brandon. He tried the keto diet when before he knew about um, the keto flu and how to avoid it and what things to do to keep yourself from doing from getting the keto flu with electrolytes. So he tried it and failed, and he felt terrible. And then he got the keto flu really bad, so he stopped doing it. And then he stumbled on Jason Whitrock's uh, YouTube video about um, the five keys to. Um, succeeding on keto, uh, five keys uh, through that the bodybuilding.com uh, YouTube channel. And after watching that, he was like, okay, I didn't know anything about this. I'm going to try it again. And he said, like, that was the key, just knowing those mistakes that you you make early on about with keeping your electrolytes up. And he said, once he knew about that, it was game over. He felt fantastic. Gotcha. Gotcha. And what about the other builders? You said of the seven of you, five are, are keto now? Yeah, so um, like I said, I got two my two older brothers, Brandon and Taylor. Uh, Taylor, he um, follows keto with his his family five days out of the week. You know, on the weekend they they kind of splurge and um, do you know their their cheap meals like they want to. But for the most part, they're keto throughout the week. And then uh, my brother Jared had a fantastic transformation that I posted on my Instagram. Um, that I you know he's got a cool story too with uh, him and his wife didn't think that keto was healthy and me and Brandon kept telling him look man this is the real deal like you will feel unbelievable you're going to see results you never um experienced before and you know Jared I think my brothers would agree Jared out of all of us is the biggest he's the one that probably could have gone professional in bodybuilding if he really wanted to he's just got everything from the legs to the upper body his muscle mass uh is leaps and bounds ahead of mine and my, my older brothers. But um, so he, you know, he was skeptical, but he went ahead and, and went all in. And just like my mind said, he um, trusted our advice. And the guy lost 30 pounds. Um, he kind of had a, a dad bod. I don't, I mean, he, he had a lot of muscle because he has a background working out, but he uh, had gained some weight and he got shredded up, man. He got down to like 8% body fat, just looked fantastic. And he, uh, he said more than anything, you know, it's, um, it, just not being bloated from all the carbohydrates and uh, just the feeling of not having to deal with that was one of the main takeaways for him. And, you know, it does intermittent fasting, stuff like that. And then my brother Aaron is actually doing a keto bulk right now. So we're helping him try to put on some muscle and uh, he's got a, um, a smaller frame and it's kind of hard gainer. So we're trying to get to take him through steps of um, adding mass. So he's, he's doing that. And, uh, my two youngest brothers, um, you know, my mom feeds them keto style meals and stuff, but they're not, they're, they're too young to be, uh, really going all in, but we're getting them there. Gotcha. Gotcha. You know, that's, that's the most fascinating thing to me, man. Like I've got, like, I've only got one sibling, my, my younger brother, Tyler, but I've got a pretty big family overall. And it's, it's pretty amazing to me that you have like this symbiotic relationship with all your brothers and parents and whatnot that y'all can push each other and motivate each other to follow the right path and it all just kind of feeds off of one another because i mean that's that seems to be less common than not these days man yeah man yeah my my parents like i said they've um they've been married for uh over 30 years now they they just raised us in, in such a loving and christ-like manner and um so early on we saw we saw a very stable household relationship and just being so tight growing up uh, my brothers are my best friends and we all just um 
just were there for each other through thick and thin. So, um, you know, more than anybody else, uh, before I go to any friends or anything for advice, I know my brothers are right there. Um, we're all local here in Lynchburg. So it's just, it's one of those things where it's, it is odd. Um, to, it's, it's hard to find that nowadays, um, that common, uh, family tie that we all have, but man, it's, um, I'm so thankful for it. It's definitely helped me through my life so far. Probably like having seven brothers, I mean, is, is one of the main reasons for that. I mean, like, you know, there being seven of you, like with me only having one brother, it's like you don't necessarily have to just lean on one another because, I don't know, you have friends, I mean, one person, but like when there's seven of you, it's like, it's kind of like you got to all figure it out together or sink or swim, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny, man. You got to, you got to hang on to, um, the things that you were taught by your parents and, um, you know, they've, they've tried to keep me from making mistakes that they made and mistakes that I made. I try to pass down to my younger brothers not to make. And it's, it's definitely, um, an amazing, uh, an amazing thing to have. And, uh, is it, you don't, you don't hear it, uh, anymore with people having, you know, six, seven kids. It's a, it's an oddity. And we, we heard that all the time growing up, like, you know, uh, wow, what, do you know how to have, like, you know how kids become like, or, or do you, do you need to be taught um, that <laughs> or what? Like my parents get made fun of and stuff, but they just took it on the channel. We're like, look, this is where we feel God's leading us. And, and we, um, we love having children, children are a blessing from the Lord. So um, it's, it's a good thing, man. So what are some of the other like big, you know, hurdles that y'all had in transitioning to keto? Like what, what did y'all do that just definitely did not work? I mean, you mentioned your brother having trouble with like the electrolytes and whatnot, but I mean, it's kind of, I guess <laughs> kind of having so many of y'all doing, it, it's pretty nice because anybody, you know, figures out what not to do, they just share that information with the, the next one doing it. Y'all kind of bypass a lot of the pitfalls. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like when I started keto after uh, my brother, my brother Brian told me about it, he was, um, super informative with the electrolyte part and just telling me about that. Um, for me, myself, I think it was tough at first, um, like anybody, just reaching for the fat and actually you knowing that's that's what you're going for and trusting in the process of knowing that it's not going to make you fat. I, it's just, I know it, it's kind of being a dead horse now because keto is so big, but for me, um, you know, putting, I like bulletproof coffee. So putting butter in my coffee and, um, having that in the morning at first, it was like, oh, this is strange. Like so, so weird. Cause just for so long, I just thought it was unhealthy for you to get too many fats. But, um, that was a big, that was a big thing for me. And then, um, you know, as I, my keto journey went on having the uh, plateaus that you experience and starting to trust the process of fasting, you know, trusting, what my brother was telling me about that because he was further ahead in his journey and he slowly started implementing fasting intermittently into his routine. So he had told me the benefits and everything. And so I kind of latched onto that and a little scary at first, man, you know, going 16 to 18 hours and you're like, man, I hope this isn't like ruining my, my gains, my muscle, uh, the muscle I've gained for the, the, my, the past couple of years that I've been working for and just trusting the process, man. And I think that's, that's the whole thing that a lot of people have um, issues with is just trusting what you're doing is working. And when you know you're in ketosis, you start to feel um, the, the benefits of it and not, not always going to that scale and looking down and saying, man, I, I don't know why I'm lo not losing two pounds a day or, or 
seeing the scale just drop dramatically. I think that's a big thing for people. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And you said you've been keto since the beginning of the year, January of this year, or of, of 2017, you said, right? Uh, yeah, so it's been, um, this January will be two full years on keto. Do you notice a significant difference between how you feel and perform now, you know, almost two years in, as opposed to, you know, six months in, like, is there that much disparity between the two? Oh, yeah, for sure. I think, like, at the beginning, um, you know, you're just, your body's so unsure of what's going on. It's getting adapted to this new fuel that you're giving it. So, um, even, you know, six months in, um, I was, I was still figuring stuff out and getting used to, to, uh, you know, the macro ratio and everything. And, you know, now looking back, I, you know, everybody goes through that span of time where they're, <laughs> they're doing the pee sticks and <laughs> trying to make sure that they're in ketosis and everything. But, um, you know, I went through a phase of doing that and then measuring my blood. And I think that's great to have, but, um, even me myself, I got kind of obsessed with it. And it was like, no, that you can't make that, uh, the focus point. That's not going to make it a lifestyle for you. So now I think more than anything, I trust the process so much that when I know, like when I wake up in the morning and I'm buzzing with energy and I can't, I can't lay back down and I, I have to get going. You can feel your heart. Like it's, it's beating a little bit faster and you just know you're in that deep state. It's like, okay, now I'm, I know that I'm in a deep state of ketosis and, uh, it's, it's working like a dream. So I think that's the main thing I've seen through the, the last two years, just knowing what works for me, um, what fits into my lifestyle the best with intermittent fasting and keto, mixing those two together with my job and being able to balance that, I think has been a huge takeaway for me from the beginning of not really knowing and just taking baby steps um, into uh, the keto diet. So so what's a, like a typical day of eating for you look like now? Because you said you're a police officer, right? Well, I used to be a police officer. Um, I am now a UPS driver. I deliver full-time for them. So I've been doing that for over um, two years now. And um, yeah, so just going off of my what I usually do on a day-to-day basis, I, I figured out early on that if I was going to get a workout in, I had to do it before I, I went to work, which is at nine in the morning. That's when we start. So um, typical day is I'll wake up at uh, five o'clock and um, just kind of... Um, warm up to the day, I guess. I just, I'm not one of those people who can just get up and start going. I gotta, I gotta kind of drink some coffee and get my mind right. So I'll get up and, um, check in on my, some of the clients I have that I'm working with and drink some black coffee. And, um, early on, uh, after like a couple months doing keto, I just stopped being hungry in the morning. So it was like a general gradual, um, transition into fasted workouts. So, I just have fasted workout most of the time. I um, I just moved into a new house a couple months ago, so I don't go to a gym anymore. I have uh, resistance bands that I use for hypertrophy workouts. It's what I focus on. And I'll work out uh, 45 minutes after I let my coffee, um, you know, digest and let that, that buzz start going from the caffeine after you know, 45 minutes. And then uh, going to work, you know, as you can imagine, UPS is constant. You know, you, you don't have much time to eat. So, um, most of the time I'm fasting for 16 hours to 18 hours, depending on how crazy busy it is, um, especially in this time of year. So, uh, I'll break my fast most of the time at 18 hours and, um, I'll, uh, I'll break it with, uh, I don't know if you 
no keto meal through American Metabolics is the uh, supplement brand. You heard of them? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I'll use them and I'll use their keto meal, and just because it's so quick, it just put a couple scoops in, and I'll have that for my first meal, maybe with uh, some some almonds, a serving of almonds or macadamia nuts, or just to get my fat ratio a little bit more. And then um, that's pretty much it, man, until I get home into that, you know, seven, eight o'clock at night. And then uh, my wife, she's staying home with my a daughter who's eight months old now. Um, she stays home with her and she'll have a, a good keto meal for me, you know, whether it's chicken thighs with a, a huge salad. I, I have to have a huge salad at night. That's just my staple. I just, I can't get away from it, man. It's it's just work for me. I don't like broccoli. I don't normally like um any of the other greens that are approved on keto i mean i like asparagus but most of the time it's a huge salad with a bunch of fat thrown in and then uh, a good fatty piece of protein um to round things out so you pretty much just with your busy schedule uh, ups driving all the time you, you just up the whole fasting don't even try and fool around with you know prepping food to bring with you or getting something on the go the yeah shape. man yeah i just for me and my my lifestyle, I try to do the back in the day, you know, I tried to do meal prep and um, it just doesn't, it just doesn't fit in my life. I, it's, I just couldn't keep up with it. I would try it um, and stick to it for a couple of weeks and then inevitably I just stopped. And once I found out how muscle sparing, you know, ketones are and uh, the ability to preserve your muscle mass while you're on a keto diet and you don't have to be so concerned with calories unless you're trying to bulk up and build muscle, you know, it's, it's not, um, it's not as, as, uh, as important as it used to be. So now, no, I just, I kind of just go with the flow. Sometimes if, if it's a during the week, if I don't work out and I wake, sleep in a little bit and I know I have a rest day scheduled, I'll, I'll break my fast early and I'll just have a, a bulletproof coffee because I'm super lazy in the morning and that's the quickest way to have a good keto um, meal. <laughs> so I'll put that together and, and just enjoy that. And it's just the simple things like that that really make the keto diet um, special for me. It's just I before a bulletproof coffee, I didn't know if coffee could get any better. And then adding that on top of it is like, wow, my eyes were open for real. Yeah, it's, a, it's an addiction for sure, man. I've had to like, cut back my coffee and take because I was just consuming way, way, way too much. Well, I saw on, um, <laughs> I saw on your vlogs, uh, you were having like two or three, it seemed like. It was like, oh, we're going to Starbucks again, going to get another coffee. I'm like, dude, this guy's having like 500 milligrams of caffeine or something like that. He's got to be like, just won't be able to sleep at all. That's well, funny, Well, the thing man. is, I, I would drink coffee and I'd be able to sleep immediately afterwards. Like my body just totally became desensitized to the caffeine. So I had to pretty much push that away and give my adrenals a, a breather. So how did that go for you, taking a break from coffee? Because I'm terrified of putting my body through that. <laughs> it's honestly not been too bad. In the past, when I've cut caffeine, I would get these just crazy headaches. But what I've been doing lately is I'll, I'll have like a decaf. I'll just have one decaf coffee in the morning. And then I'll have like, um, like I'll, put, I'll make it like a bulletproof decaf. Like I'll put other stuff in there. And then I'll have like a, I got some. Uh, shoot, what, I forgot the name of the, the supplement. I've drawn a blank on it now. But uh, it basically just helps minimize the, the caffeine withdrawals, basically, of the headaches and whatnot. Um, and I've pretty much completely phased out my caffeine. Like, I'm probably only taking in, you know, 120, maybe 150 milligrams a day now, whereas before it was phew, probably pushing 800 or maybe even 1,000 milligrams a day. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, I back in the last couple of years, I think keto has really transferred my taste from, you know, pre-workout drinks and stuff like that and super sweet tasting things. And it's really, um, it's really changed my taste buds. Just want, you know, like I said, black coffee in the morning. And I've really gotten away from all the pre-workout style drinks. And even now, I mean, I still have some in the cupboard, different brands, and I just don't even want to touch them. I'm like, man, I, I, w- I just want a clean energy source of caffeine. And a lot of those pre-workouts are just filled with all sorts of things that aren't good for you. And it's um, a lot of times propri- proprietary blends and stuff like that. So I definitely hear you, man. It's, it, the caffeine intake is definitely something you gotta you gotta control because if you if you let it it can start really coming into different parts of your life and controlling you and um it's not good definitely not good yeah totally totally agree and and to take that you know a step further like those pre-workouts um i mean i had one like the bang energy drink a lot of people that are on keto love the bang energy drinks which i which i also love i used to drink those all the time those are 300 milligrams of caffeine a piece um and I had one last night. I found one. I didn't even know they made these, but they make some that are zero caffeine. Uh, so they have the Bang Energy drinks without the caffeine. It's basically just packed full of, you know, vitamin B and whatnot um, right. to be like the stimulus. But I had that the other day. I got like the cotton candy flavor. And man, I, I took the first sip wasn't too bad, but after about five sips, it was just way, way, way too sweet on my palate. And I wound <laughs> up feeling worse afterwards than before. And you're absolutely right. Your your palate changes after you get keto adapted. And especially if you kind of phase out the sweeteners for a while there, I removed all sweeteners in its entirety, you know, artificial sweeteners, natural sweeteners, everything. And yeah. I just, I noticed a much more evolved like depth to my, to my palate, my taste. And I think that's kind of where people should try and gravitate as opposed to just, you know, filling their, their plate full of all this just sweetness that is just an artificial high in the first place. Yeah, man. Yeah. When I've, uh, before I started coaching, you know, me and my brother just started doing online coaching um, after we saw just how much keto had changed our life. And before that, we were constantly telling our friends about it because, you know, when you, when you start to see results of keto and how you feel, you can't not tell people. It's like just mm-hmm. something that is, is so powerful and um, it seems too good to be true. So once I started telling different friends about it, that was one of the main things I told them is, hey, man, like, look, the best thing for you to do is to cut out any, um, you know, diet drinks, anything that's sweet and just go for a full month and don't even worry about that stuff because you you need to change your palate to want whole food type things. And um, you, you don't want to be still taking in a lot of those uh, artificial sweeteners or even, you know, the natural sweeteners like stevia and stuff like that. I just told them, look, this, this is what helped for me, me and my um, beginning phases of, of starting. So I think that's really important to notice that, um, even the things that technically won't set you back, uh, it can, it can be something that can seep in and, um, start to be an addiction and, um, depending on the kind of things you're having, like diet Cokes and stuff like that is, uh, moderation is key. If you are having those, it can, it can get out of hand quick. Do you have any like vices now, so to speak, like any Anything that's not really optimal for keto that you found hard to to give up? Uh, I'd I'd say that's you know um, that's something uh, kind of like the the soft drinks. Like I like Coke Zero, and I know it's not the best for you, 
Um, I tried to drink Stevia because Stevia is uh, a lot better and it's sweetened with Stevia. And, um, but there's something, there's just something about having a Coke Zero that doesn't, that just head, you know, leaps and bounds ahead of, of Zevia. And it's just the, the taste of Coke. So, um, I just, I struggle with having that in moderation for sure. And then the, um, the halo top it's, if it's in the freezer and I know it's in there, uh, that I, if I'm trying to like cut and, and get, um, get to a better physique for like a vacation or something, I can't have that in the house. Cause it's, it's so super addicting that I'll end up having half a pint and, uh, ruining my macros for the day. So definitely those two things have been, uh, you know, quote unquote keto friendly, but at the same time, if you have goals that you're trying to get to, especially leaning out, you got to have, you got to take those out of the equation for sure. Yeah. It's kind of funny, man. Like I think, you know, both of those things, the, the Coke zero and the Halo top ice cream are very sweet things. So kind of following up what we're talking about, the, the sweetness, you know, even, even if it doesn't even impact your blood glucose, it can still stimulate an insulin response. And I think that, especially with like these keto foods, can still trigger like a, like a, like a, I don't know, like a superficial satiation almost. So you, you, you're more likely to overeat with those sweeter keto foods, yeah. similar to, to like the sweeter carb based foods, but like you're much more likely to overeat on them. So yeah, I, I totally hear where you're coming from there. If I'm, if I'm cutting down for sure, I, I'm going to remove pretty much all sweetness, which, which is something I haven't done before in the past. I would have a lot of sweetener. Like I would have, um, like miracle rice, miracle noodles, and I'd make like a dessert miracle rice, and I put like a whole bunch of the Walden Farm syrup on top, and <laughs> yeah. I make it like a like a dessert oatmeal almost. And in uh-huh. hindsight, that's like the worst thing I could have done because it it totally was an empty calorie, and it it basically just super sweet, so it made me probably more hungry in the long run. I was I was addicted to those things, but I would I would be eating two pounds of miracle rice a day, and that's just not not optimal. Well, I do. I saw you you doing that, and um, you know, before I uh, before I really got um, committed with keto, like super strict, and just deciding that this was a lifestyle for me, because every I think everybody goes through that phase where they're like, oh, I can just jump off keto and uh, just do my own thing, and it's not going to be a big deal. And they gain a, a, a lot of their uh, progress they had, they just um, destroy it, and they, you know, they have a month where they're not doing keto, and that was me for a little bit. I, I don't want to say I've been strict keto for two years, but um, that that was a big thing for me because I saw you doing that and eating the miracle rice um, when I was, you know, really those beginning phases of keto, and I was like, all right, that's that's a great thing for me to try. So um, you, you know, Jason, where our goodie beats, all those guys, uh, me and my brother watch, and and we're super, uh, we just support you guys and, and watch you guys on YouTube. I saw you do that. And I immediately told Brian, I was like, dude, did you see like Robert Sykes that, that miracle rice recipe? He was like, yeah, we got to try that. So we tried that and dude, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I was eating it and I ate a full bowl and I was like, this is too much for me. Like I put all the almond butter in it. I was just was like, I'm going ham. I'm just going to do it just like he did. <laughs> and it um it's a lot it's it's very filling i'll give you that but uh i guess when you're in those those uh macros that you're having with a calorie deficit that's that's a whole lot more doable but for me it was uh it was definitely a little bit too much just too much volume in general or was it too sweet uh, it's too much volume as like you know because i'd have a really big meal um for dinner 
and I'd be super full mm-hmm. from like avocados in my salad and stuff. So my fat content was probably through the roof. And then just adding on a big bowl of <laughs> miracle rice with three tablespoons of almond butter with Walden Farms all in it. I was like, man, whew, I, I think I did it maybe twice. And I, I think I still have some that I ordered from Amazon sitting in the cabinet right now because I told my wife, I said, I got, I can't be doing that. That's just, it's too sweet, too much volume. Yeah, it's it's definitely something that I'll only use in a competition prep. Like I was buying it in bulk from Miracle Noodles uh, directly. Like they would, they still send me these these big boxes of like five or six sleeves of you know two pound sleeves of this stuff, and <laughs> I'm just kind of stockpiling it for my next competition because I I do like having that volume. But in like I said, in, next time I do a show, I'll never you know, allow myself to just have that just sheer volume of just sweetness. Like the, I mean, plus the Walden Farm syrup is not, is not really an optimal, you know, food product by any means. It's got all kinds of crap in it. But just simply cutting out all sweeteners next time I do a competition is going to make a world of difference, I think, for my hunger and my ability to just stay sane at, you know, those poverty macros. Yeah, man, I'm interested. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing your um your transformation for, for cutting down for your show in 2020. Like, as you've been, when was the last time you competed? Last time I competed was uh, April of, I think it was April of 2017. So it's been a while. Um, wow. And I'm not going to compete again until 2020. So yeah, it's, it's I'm going to have quite a bit of time in between shows, but I'm hoping that that'll allow me to put on the muscle that I've you know been wanting to put on. It makes a you know, substantial difference next time I step on stage, especially when I get this gym done, man. Like when this gym is done, 2019 is just going to be like the year of the beast mode. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to hold <laughs> back at all, man. It's going to go crazy. What's the deal with the the gym? Is it just you're going to be your own personal one? Are you going to open it up, or what? What's that going to be like? Yeah, it's basically just my private gym, man. Like I've got a that warehouse space, and I'm just you know building out and putting the equipment I want in there. And because I got so sick of going to the gym, people being on the equipment, and in my way, me having like a limited <laughs> amount of time, anyways. And it's like I'm just going to bypass that whole <laughs> that whole thing, that whole equation altogether make my own gym, remove all excuses and get to work. Uh, so that's yeah. kind of what I'm working on now. What, I mean, you, you said you're doing all yours at your place with, with just band work, right? With what now? You, you're doing all your training with just band work. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, you know, I, like I said, uh, before I moved into our new house here, uh, I had a gym membership and, um, you know, it was great. It was 24 hour access and, um, I would go during my time I was able to go and, you know, it was it was great to have all the different machines to play with and, um, you know, have my workout center around whatever I wanted to do and have uh, all those opportunities to try different things out. But at the same time, like you said, people are either on, on different machines. If you're trying to superset things, it was super annoying. And then I would have different people, um, you know, kind of give me weird looks because I wasn't talking to them. And people get super offended if you're not like I was friendly. But when I went in there, I had a limited amount of time. so. Mm-hmm. Due to that, I would just kind of put my headphones in, get to work, and um, either people would get mad that you're not talking or not being as friendly, or people think that you're you think you're big stuff and you're you're just so much better than them that you don't have time to talk to them. So I can, I just remember coming home, um, talking to my wife, and being like, I got to figure something else out because I'm getting different looks, and people just think that I for some reason might think that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a beast or something like that, which is not the case. I just don't have a lot of time. So, um, now using resistance bands and I have, a those power block dumbbells that go up to 90 pounds, but to tell you the truth, man, 
I haven't used those really for the past three months. All I'm doing is isolation work with the, the resistance bands and then uh, utilizing body weight exercises, calisthenics in superset fashion to, uh, to really just um, push it and, you know, 30, 45 minutes and then I'm done. So is it, is it like the, um, like I've seen that advertisement for the X3 bar all over the internet and social media. Is it something like that where you got like the bar and the, the different uh, weighted resistant bands? No, um, I, I haven't seen that. I'll have to check that out. That sounds super interesting. Um, basically, what I have is a set that I got uh, off Amazon. Um, uh, I got interested in resistance bands to begin with because I didn't have enough money to buy the equipment I wanted to to make a gym for myself in the, the garage I have. So I started looking at what else I could do other than just doing body weight exercises and to kind of switch things up. And James Grage, I'm sure you know who he is uh, from BPI Sports. I followed, I followed all his advice for the past couple of years with training because um, I got hurt a lot growing up because I was, you know, not knowing a whole lot about weightlifting and stuff like that. You kind of figure, figure it out as you go. But I had a lot of uh, back injuries and just stuff, deadlifting and uh, benching because I, I just thought that was how I was going to gain muscle is just lifting super, super heavy. And um, James Grage was the first person to actually come out with workouts that were sent around hypertrophy and taking the muscle to failure and focusing on the mind muscle connection and um, the eccentric motion and just everything having to do with lifting in a safe manner, but also still getting um, muscle mass and being able to sculpt your physique. So I keep up, mm -hmm. you know, with him, like I said, on YouTube, I keep up with a lot of people and he came out with band, band workouts because he was kind of kind of fed up with the gym scene as well. And he was like, I got to find something that I can take anywhere and do my own thing, get out of the gym. And I kind of just I thought about it for a while. And I was like, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. So he um, on his YouTube, he talks about where you could get the bands. And I just went and shot in the dark. I was like, hey, if I lose muscle, whatever, uh, I don't care. I'm just going to try this out for a while. And uh, he never he didn't steer me wrong since. So I did it. And like I said, the past three months, primarily resistance bands training and um, haven't noticed any negative effects. It's, um, it's been great. So I can't say enough about it. Have you, um, so you've been doing that for three months. Have you by chance gone to like a, a standard gym anytime in that three months to, you know, see if any of the, the numbers you were pushing prior to the band work have increased or decreased or maintained? No, no, I'd be interested to see uh, how my strength has um, translated to um, lifting weights again. Uh, that'd be, that'd definitely be something that I would like to do um, in the future. But I uh, just haven't had the ability yeah, you to, do, to. You gotta, you gotta do like just a, like go in, get like a baseline, you know, do like bench press, for instance, and just do as many reps as you can with one weight. And then, you know, do your band work for a month or so without any weight, weight, weight training and then go back and do the same thing and, and see if there's any variation there. Cause I'd, I'd be very curious to see if anything's changed, if you've gotten stronger, if you've gotten weaker, if, if things have maintained, that'd be, that'd be an interesting experiment for sure. Yeah, man, we'll have to get back to you. I might, I might have to give that a go and, uh, and let you know what I find out. Cause it, it's definitely interesting. I'd be, I'd be interested to see what would happen. And, and just kind of make this uh the full circle with the family. You, you've, you've got a family, your own that you're building right now, right? You said you have, your wife and was it eight eight month old daughter? Yes, yeah, Grace and uh, Jenny Beth is my my wife's name, and 
Um, me and my wife have been married just over three years now. So yeah, we're building our own family uh, slowly but surely. Not quite like my, my two older brothers. My oldest brother, Brandon, has five kids. And uh, my brother, Taylor, uh, has four. So, you know, kind of kind of a little bit behind, but we're, we're working our way up. And we'll, we'll catch up to them eventually. <laughs> What what uh what is their take and your take on on keto with 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 y'all's family your your um your direct family there y'all planning on you know raising your daughter keto and everything your wife keto <laughs> well this is funny because um you know like I said my wife uh, we we like a lot of the same foods but my wife um is she loves her carbs man she's she just mm-hmm. loves having her carbs and. She doesn't have a body type to where that affects her negatively like it does me. So we had to come to an agreement. She definitely saw through my transformation that I am so much different than her with how I process carbs and sugars. And um, she's she wasn't a believer in keto until not not it wasn't um, the the weight loss or anything. It was when I went uh, when we went and applied to get our life insurance before Grace was born. And I'd been doing keto for uh, a year at that point. And we got our blood pressure taken, our blood taken. And I got the preferred elite status, which is the best deal we can get for our life insurance. I got better uh, a better life insurance quote than she did. And <laughs> she said, wow, that to me is all I need to know about keto. Like that seriously blew me away. So even though she doesn't follow it um, completely, she still eats healthy. And then, you know, Grace growing up, um, we're going to keep the the carbs and the sugars, processed foods at bay, of course, but not going to push her into uh, full-on keto if she doesn't want. Now, um, Brandon and Taylor, like I said, their families uh, pretty much follow keto day in and day out. They um, keep the, the processed stuff to a minimum and, you know, allow kids to be kids and enjoy their, their treats every now and again. But if um, you go on in Brand's Instagram, uh, he's got different posts where they're sitting down to, you know, typical keto meals like bacon and eggs and, you know, just stuff that's super easy, but really delicious that people are able to enjoy and make uh, for families easily. So um, it definitely has translated over into the families and just really opened all of our eyes to to what uh, what you're, you're supposed to be feeding your body. That's pretty cool, man. That's pretty cool. I, I... I definitely don't have any kids yet and probably won't for a while, but I'm excited about if we do go that route and have kids to try and figure out how to, you know, raise them following a healthy you know, nutritional protocol that doesn't put them, you know, increase their risk of any of the just diseases and you know, suboptimal performance that you see in so many of the youth today. Um, but it's kind of a, it's, it's a tricky juggling act, man. I mean, like we're like we, like our generation, and and you know those older than us are just now coming into realizing how much keto can impact us, and you know we're kind of like making a turning point in our life. But for kids, I mean, it's 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 not quite to the point yet where society, you know, is accepting of them being born into you know just a ketogenic lifestyle from day one. Because I mean, it's just not that easy. It seems um, right. Just pressure society puts on us, but. It'd be curious to see, you know, 10, 15, 20 years from now, how that pendulum shift swings. And if, if that's not so much the case uh, going forward, you know, I would love to see it that, that you know, children's nutrition is emphasized more. I mean, you look mm-hmm. at like the school lunches, you look at the foods available, like in the in the baby aisles and whatnot. It's just, it's, it's a sad reality we live in now, but I'm hoping that trends the other way. 
Yeah, you bring up the 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 foods like baby foods and stuff. That's something that I've kind of had to just just look at it for what it is. Like my wife, she's starting to puree things, and she's um, used the. I'll never forget she fed uh, Grace for the first time a couple weeks ago this pear puree that was you know packaged and had a bunch of sugar in it. And um, I'm telling you, man she was actually reaching out and trying to grab it from my wife's hands because she was so just shocked at the taste and how sweet it was. Cause all she was used to was milk, you know? So it was like a new world she just experienced and she was rocking back and forth. You could tell the sugar was already affecting her. And I was like, man, that's to see just somebody affected. It's, it really is just like a drug, man. It really is. Yeah. It's funny you say that, man. Cause I've had, like three, three or four people now say those exact same words. Like the moment they give their kids something like a fruit, even, uh, you know, with fructose, not near as sweet as some of the other stuff. It's just like the, the kids' eyes like light up and they get all excited and whatnot. And it, it's, I mean, it's cute to see them like that. But at the same time, you have to recognize that, shoot, man, they're, they're eating this and it's having that much of a profound impact on them. Just simply from the sugar content in this food, it makes it kind of, you know, think twice about what you're feeding them and you look at i mean I, i'm obviously not spending much time in the baby aisles at the grocery stores but i mean <laughs> do you have very many options like when you're scrolling through and looking at your your options is there anything really that would be considered keto friendly not from what i've seen and you know i haven't looked too too hard in the in the aisles for that um but my wife after seeing that and seeing like how it affected her she started pureeing her own stuff because she was like, yeah, we just, we need to keep this as pure as possible because that, that definitely was a, was a scene. So, um, yeah, she started doing her own thing with puree, but I haven't really seen anything that would be considered keto friendly, um, that's being produced. So there's a million dollar idea right there, man, just a, a baby, some type of baby, different purees that are high in fat and, uh, <laughs> and have a little bit of protein in it. That that's a, that's an idea for sure. <laughs> I think I'm just going to melt down like a keto brick and then spoon feed that to him. Dude, I was thinking about doing that because I, I experienced your, the, the amazing keto brick that I've wanted to chase for so long. And I felt like I won the lottery when I was able to get that. And I felt like it was like one of the luckiest people alive. So I finally got it. And next time I order one of your keto bricks, I'm going to do that just because I feel like that would be a, that'd be a funny little uh, experiment for real. <laughs> Yeah, let me know, man. If it works, I'll start marketing it more towards like uh, your toddlers and kids. We'll make it a baby food option. <laughs> Dude, untapped Speaking market. Of the keto brick, yeah, yeah. Speaking of the keto brick, you were talking before we started recording about uh, y'all's little food endeavor. Kind of flesh that out a little bit. Okay, yeah. So um, about you know a little over 10 years ago, my dad, he always tried to um, have us uh, instill work ethic in us from an early age because he grew up on a dairy farm. My grandpa, um, he's uh, dead now, but he was just a, such a hard worker, blue collar guy. And um, my dad grew up, you know, he was driving a tractor at seven years old. So he wasn't a stranger to hard work when he was a kid. And then it transferred over to him being super successful in any job that he entered, whether it was a police officer or um, he was a, a instructor for Harris, a radio uh, company, the the huge um, company for them and um, didn't even have an engineering degree, but uh, excelled at that job. So he had a great work ethic and he wanted to um, 
have some kind of way for us to make some additional money and teach us hard work. So doing odd jobs here and there, we would mow lawns. We had a lawn care business for a while, and then we um, would rake leaves on the side during the fall. And I remember us as kids just groaning and complaining like, gosh, why does our dad have to make us do all this stuff? Like, you know, he would pay us good for it. But as a kid, you just don't see the value in it. And then um, then he stumbled upon this business uh, cooking kettle corn for um, different events in Lynchburg. And he was helping this guy out. And the guy said, hey, man, we're, we're moving and uh, we need to sell the business. Would you be interested in buying it? And my dad's eyes lit up and he was ready to go. So before we knew it, we had a kettle corn business, which, you know, um, what kettle corn is, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like the sweet and salty popcorn and um, just started kind of just doing stuff around Lynchburg here, uh, cooking at the LU football games. Liberty University is a big, uh, you know, the college here and um, just doing different things around here. And then as the business continued, uh, we started venturing into cotton candy. And then recently, our most recent addition was pork rinds. And my dad, knowing keto from the be- from the very beginning and knowing how good pork rounds are for you and zero carbs and always telling us growing up how <laughs> how was the the fat was the important thing to be having and um he was just he started making it and started uh, mass producing it for selling at these events and um our goal now is to rename the brand uh, keto brothers because we're all we're all in this together and we want to start producing pork rinds to to get out to people cuz you know keto's here and it's not going anywhere so we want to try and create our own product and push it because it's it just it goes out of stock as soon as we put it up at any place we go to people rave about it and it sells out within hours so um i think we got a good thing going and uh, seeing the success of your keto brick and seeing you do your thing um and making your dreams a reality with that i it just spurs us on and motivates us even more to start this ball rolling and get you know try and get things moving and get this name out and this product out because it, it really is a game changer and something we really believe in. I love it, man. I love it. So, so kind of give us a little background into the process behind making these pork rinds. Like what's that look like? Y'all making it, you said in a food truck, right? Yeah. So we have a, a trailer that my dad tows and all the, um, the equipment's in there. And, uh, it's actually, uh, the, the equipment he uses is, for the kettle corn, it's a big uh, pot that you put the oil in and it heats up and, you know, you do you do your thing with the kettle corn. But doing it with the pork rinds, he has, he got some additional things that are able to drain it. So he basically fills the whole thing up with oil, puts the uh, pork uh, fat skin in there and lets it, you know, fry and do his thing. And then he has a, um, a strainer that is below it that he, you know, pulls it up and, and does the whole thing. So it's not a professional um typical pork rind uh stand type equipment that you would use we're still kind of figuring stuff out but um that's our goal now is to get uh the ability to actually start um you know making it in more of a controlled environment and doing it more professionally with uh with the the equipment that you typically would use i love it man i love it's it's kind of crazy like i never planned on making a food product business i didn't really have i never dove into that you know industry by any means but now that i'm in it it's so cool for me to hear of other people doing it you know bootstrapping it i have so much respect for people that do it themselves and bootstrap as opposed to just outsourcing it to some other you know big name manufacturer that does all the work for them like you you learn so much more about yourself what you're capable of the whole process from beginning to end 
and then you get to experience, you know, the, the joy you have with people that, that try your product, like it. It's just, I don't know, it's just, it's just a very, very cool, fulfilling sensation to make something like that with your own two hands from beginning to end and then see other people take pride in having it and enjoy using it. Like, like keep doing what you're doing, man. That's impressive. Well, it's something that we really believe in, and um, that's why we really want to start pushing is because it's it really is the product that replaces your chips and your your crackers and stuff that you would have in a normal American standard diet. And so to have something that pivotal and that great to be able to offer to people is really where our heart's at. And we really believe in in the um, you know the product that having the the good fats the collagen that's in the pork rinds it's just the product that really we like i said we believe in so for us it's the next step that we just we really want to bring that the joy we have and seeing other people eat it just at events we want to start bringing that um to people that aren't in our uh local city so hopefully it goes well man and just seeing you do your thing and being successful and um it's definitely motivating to to our whole family and uh you're you keep doing your thing, man, because it's um, it it definitely uh, has an effect on on the rest of us who are trying to start things and trying to go after our dreams, and that's the main thing. That's that's the American dream, isn't it? Getting a product, and putting it out. I appreciate that. I appreciate that, man. Like honestly, those words right there is is why I do what I do. I mean, so thank you for thank you for even giving me the time of day, man. Thank you for watching the videos. Thank you for listening to the podcast. For jumping on the podcast. I mean, I appreciate you more than you know, brother. Yeah, man. Thank you so much for having me. I've enjoyed talking to you and uh, we'll continue to um, to do our thing and hopefully get you to get you some of our pork rinds here soon. We're going to we're going to get uh, certified, get them across state lines. We're going to get some to you. All right, brother. Yeah, man, you, you send some to me. I'll put them on a YouTube video, do a review. I'll, I'll do I'll do whatever I can to help for sure. Oh, that, that would be great, man. That's that's all we want is for for, <laughs> for you to try them. And uh, hopefully you're you're pleased with the way they taste and the quality of them. So we'll. We'll uh, be in touch for sure. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Well, Adam, Adam where can uh, people go to find out more about you, man? Yeah, so I'm uh, most active on Instagram. My uh, username is keto underscore Clark underscore fitness. And I just want to plug in my two other brothers as well. My oldest brother, Brandon, he's on Instagram as well. He's a uh, real life keto dad with underscores uh, between each of those words. And then my younger brother, Aaron, who's on the keto bulk. He's ketogenic journey with um, underscore before ketogenic and after ketogenic. So a lot of underscores, I know, but a lot of names are taken. So we got to do what we got to do. <laughs> no, I love it, man. I'll link out to all those, make it easy for people to find all y'all. And just just keep keep building the community, man. Like start like you are with the family. That's that's the strongest community right there in the first place. So build that strong like you are and then keep, keep spreading the word like you are, man. And let me know if there's everything I can do to help because you're doing it right and I appreciate it, man. Thank you, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You, uh, you have a good one, and thank you for your time. You as well. Take care, buddy. All right. Take care, brother.